0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. This is Episode 70, and we made zero deals about last week being Episode 69, and I genuinely feel terrible about it. I am. No one, one told your, me. Uh, I am one of your hosts. It says it on the dock. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me over there in that other box is Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? Ah, uh, I am filled with so much regret. I know. Not one. <laughs> the only thing I could do. I mean, I normally am. Uh huh.
1: But this is even more so. It just adds yeah. to my already immense regret.
0: The only thing I was able to do was when I put the pre show up, I just put nice in the the body of the message. Ball of the post. It was just nice. Pangus was that was all I was able to do. Shout out random. You like you like that pangy? Words for body parts. You're a big fan like of the, the Pangy? Huge, huge. I'm huge advocate for the pengy. Of the Pangy. Yeah. Huge, huge. I don't know I understand. And listen, maybe, <laughs> maybe one day when we're bought out by a huge mega corporation and we make our millions point? and millions of dollars, and we're on our yacht mm-hmm. and our, off of our island, yachts, and we're know. playing the Switch the Pro yacht, Three yacht jousting, you know? Yeah, yacht joust. Oh, absolutely! I will joust. joust you so good. A joust, as the rich people say. We will make Pangus mm-hmm. a. First of all, they're going to buy us in Cuck Bucks, right? Um, right. which is my new cryptocurrency, which I did not That's mention on this. the show. That's now, to, so that's a joke that only the chat to, understands. That's going to Jupiter. Fuck the moon. That's going yeah. That's to going light. right to Jupiter, the, yeah. the largest planet in the solar system. Exactly, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast, starring people you've never heard of. That's right. This show posts each and every Tuesday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home Podbean, and of course, it's on Apple, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, um, FM, whatever. That other one is. We're on everything. Everything. So many things. And of course, we are on video on demand on YouTube.com slash dual screens TV one day after the live recording, which you could watch right now. That's right. We're doing it right now, but not when you're listening to this, if you're a listener. Mm-mm. No, no, no. But if you're in our chat on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams, that's where you can watch us live every single Tuesday night at nine PM Eastern time. And it's a great time. And I had a lot of fun. And support us by listening to us and also support us by going to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Vegas Girl on Fire, Colton, The Apprentice Nestler and FNH Paul. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. Mm-hmm. And we have a sh- metric shit ton of content up there, as well as so much content coming in the next like three days. So Way brace yourself, much. brace yourselves. Content. It's happening. Quality content. It's happening. It's going to happen, and it's going to be great. This is so much things. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to start this thing, and the thing being the show and the segment is the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Andy, we've both been playing something, but you've been playing it more than me, but we're going to talk about it anyway. First,
1: I want to say that I feel deep shame because I'm having an affair I'm cheating on near mm. with returnal. Yes. So near, I want to say a few things about that. Cause do. I think it's an open, a very fun discussion for us right sure. now on the show. Absolutely. So let's say you're playing a game, right? Mm-hmm. An RPG specifically. And you're given a choice
0: mm-hmm.
1: like do thing a, or do thing B mm-hmm. what comes to your mind immediately? when you're playing a game with a choice like that?
0: Pause. Look up answers.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> or Or contemplate. You, are, you said the exact thing I wanted you to say. Look <laughs> at you. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> right. Okay. Which one's going to give me the better outcome? Would option A give me like more gold, more experience? Does option B give me a bad ending?
0: What does it do? Mm-hmm. Right?
1: That's where your mind goes most of the time.
0: It, for me, it's just I... It's right. not that I want to know what happens, it's I want to know if there's a really bad choice.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. In any case, you look it up. Right. For the consequences. All right. But the main thing is like what are the consequences of this choice? All right. In a more broad general sense of the thing. Uh-huh. Now, what if a game always gave you choices that seemed that they would be impactful, but they had absolutely no consequence? Could we talk a lot about things like Choice in game affecting endings, outcome, right. relationships, mm-hmm. experience, items, you get a Items is the big one. I- items is a huge one for me. Right. But Nier has this thing where it presents you with a very specific moral dilemma. Sure. Like, a- example, you find out that someone has been cheating on their spouse. You go to track down mm-hmm. said cheater who is now dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh And it's like, uh, do I say that I found his dead body and let her mourn, but also reveal he's been cheating on her because he ran away with a girl, and that's why he left the town to get killed? Mm -hmm. Or do I say, yeah, I couldn't find him. I don't know where he went. Um, Sorry, I'll just close up the quest and call it a day. So that happens a lot, and there's no consequence at all. There's no, like, plus 10 experience points. There's no perks. It just gives it to you. And it's like, fuck, what do I do? What other guys you, you don't, you, what do you You don't think it the, you don't think, the, think right it changes choice. like the end? It changes nothing. Hmm. And it happens like in every quest
0: line. Interesting. I mean that's not that's not a terrible mechanic. Right. I mean it's just doing it to just for the sake of doing it, but at least it doesn't feign like it makes a difference. Like in, in Fallout for example. Mm-hmm you know, you'll have, I don't know, like 10 options for something, but only two of them really matter. Or you could do both, 50% of both and like make both factions happy and there's no real, there's only like three really big ones. Like, do I blow up the town or do I not? Like that kind of thing. Um,
1: So there's that. And it's it's just fun seeing how the idea of choice in the game is like totally upside down. Like it's like things that seem heavy and intense mm -hmm. in subject matter, yield no consequence is just how you feel about telling someone hey he's dead plus he's been cheating on you for the last 5 years it's just bananas yeah i uh bananas and i learned i learned one thing about near this past weekend or the near games in general is that the soundtrack is like the official score of your psychological horror mm. <laughs> and, and trauma yeah <laughs> so Nier was good, got ending A, got four more to go, got to grind through those in some wicked fashion. But then along came a game called Returnal. Yes. And I very much think before games like RE8 come out, Ratchet & Clank, Halo Infinite, this is already, for me,
0: a game of the year contender. I think it's my early game of the year pick. Now, have you had any of those two to three-hour crashes, like... it just doesn't work anymore.
1: So I've had one crash in about a weekend's worth of playtime. Okay. And I think my sessions last about like eight hours each session when I play. Okay. And it was a crash after I finished a biome. So I wasn't that upset. I was like, okay, I beat the boss. It's kind of saved now on the back end. Right, right, right. Not soul crushing. But I had a good setup and I was kind of pissed. For a lot of people
0: that are having those issues, I think that's going to hold it back for like a game of the year type type thing. Um, mm-hmm. If they patch it out quicker rather than later, I think I think that'll mm-hmm. go away very, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive into that, I just Hell want to yeah. let you know, I want to report to you report that to Mario Party, Super Mario Party Online, the online functionality they added, it, it works. Mm-hmm. And I played it this oh, weekend wow. and it was fun. I played it on a Cool. Friday, well, all right. So, I love that. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Returnal. Yes. Um, Returnal is, uh, I think it's really good. It mm-hmm. it it suffers in 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 for two things for for me right away. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Um, one is that I think it's paced beautifully, and I think it plays like a dream. I'll I'll just say that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. One is I think having the players have to either put in in sus- suspend mode or lose their progress is a problem, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's I don't think it's unfair to say that that's. If they're doing it for a narrative reason, I don't think mm-hmm. that's I don't think that's a good enough reason, um, mm-hmm. because some of your runs will be ten minutes, some of your runs mm-hmm. will be an hour and a half. They're not mm-hmm. short. Um, getting through your first boss isn't that isn't that uh, long. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've gotten up to it once and I and I died and went back. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, but. Mm-hmm. I think that expecting people to have that kind of time investment when they sit down and yeah. play, especially yeah. when the rest mode on the PS5 isn't always reliable.
1: It's the deep level of trust you have to have yes. with your PS5 when you yes. are on like the third biome. And it's like, okay, I have like that much integrity on right. my suit, which is health in this game. Right. And you got a great, great weapon with great. You know, great stats, great secondary fire. Yeah, you have like cool artifacts going for yourself. Some good parasites doing their stuff for you, and you walk away from that. Even yeah. overnight, I get like, ah, yeah, is it going to be there when I come back in the morning?
0: Yeah, that's um. Yeah.
1: It's a little, a
0: little nerving like the game itself, which could be intentional for all we know. Maybe that was part of it. I mean that, that's what I'm saying. If if it's a narrative choice, I don't think that's a good enough excuse because no, I don't think it is. I think it's just, they got to fix a few things about that game. There are very specific. um, There are very specific um instances in that game where they could let you chill and right. Save your, your progress. Like, Mm -hmm. um, for example, you get while you're going through you get like the teleporter pads that you could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why not let people teleport back to the ship? Or mm-hmm. like the, well it says that you can't go back. It says like it's too it, you're too far from the tether. Can't but you, but you could do something where if you go back to that first pad, it'll auto save for you and kind of be like your home base sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that would really ruin the narrative, um especially if you only have a half an hour to play, but I, but I do, I, I like it. um, I like it a lot. And I think the other thing that it kind of suffers from is you, at least I'm experiencing this. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of time to really understand the mechanics on your first, I would say maybe five or six run and i don't mean the mechanics mm. like the shooting and running and dodging i mean like how all of the power-ups work with each the other deep
1: and like of like the things right. in
0: the background now obviously happen. if all you stick systems, with it yeah. right obviously if you stick with it that's something that you're gonna that's gonna really start to like open your mind you're gonna be like oh my god there's so many there's so many layers to this it's, it's too much um but i think that's gonna turn a lot of people off and i'm not saying that's mm-hmm. that's something that i didn't like Uh, Mm -hmm. The first one, yes, is something I didn't like this, but I made I made up my mind that the story, the presentation of this game and the world that they they threw me in is intriguing enough for me to Mm -hmm. do the rinse and repeat thing over and over again and Mm -hmm. learn that stuff. But people who are who love Sony first party games are looking for a narrative experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that some people just based on what I've been seeing on the Internet, um, you know, have issue like, oh, I don't like roguelites. And Mm -hmm. so I'm out. I'm out uh, mm-hmm. I would you know I want just sure. my third person action game that Sony makes right. like why can't this, this be this whatever this is not because there's right. like five more coming out soon don't worry about it right this is
1: something fresh it's different right let's enjoy it because it's different
0: right <laughs> I don't think that they stray t- far stray too far from the narrative third per- third party or third person adventure game too much mm-hmm. I think that it's it's intriguing enough there's enough going on you're picking up enough things that are kind of filling in the blanks where it makes right. it, it still story makes it interesting.
1: piecemeal right
0: in this, yeah. It's and very when, light on the right. On the story parts. It well I compared to most sony It's so first part again. Yes, it is, but at the same time it's still intriguing enough. It still leaves breadcrumbs. Even when you die, right you right. don't feel like you're doing you don't feel like you're going through the same thing just to get to where you were. You're still finding and experiencing mm-hmm. things in the world Different, like you're seeing. Oh, there's a corpse I didn't see that's before. That's part of the story, right? The loop because that is, is how story, in exactly in for, the for loop. Elite. The yeah. loop makes sense because it's mm-hmm. part of the story. Like in Hades, when when you die and mm-hmm. you and you wake up and he's like, "Oh, that was weird. All right, I'll try it again." But like, there's a reason why he's doing and that's it it's like, and "Oh, again. you just get sent back to hell." All right, right? Try it again. There's a yeah, reason why to he's again, going, doing, the, and that makes it a lot easier to continue those runs. Um, Whereas mm-hmm. some, and I, I think Loop Hero is another one that does that so so well. Um, it's, mm-hmm. you're constantly peeling a layer of the onion off every time you die and, mm-hmm. you, and you, and you start over, you're always getting a little bit of resources to unlock a little bit of something or, or to, you know, just to improve just a little bit to like peel another layer of the onion back and, Oh, mm-hmm. this is what's happening in this world. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I think it's more, it's more in, I, I think this is a, I think those three games take the roguelike or roguelike or whatever you call it and I think they really do make it as good as it possibly could be and that's that's my opinion obviously but I think that that it takes mm-hmm. that formula and really refines it to the point where mm-hmm. it's un recognizable to me from what I what, from what I know a roguelike mm-hmm. was like all the things I don't like about rogues are much more tolerable in, in those three games um, because right. of how they stretch out the story and, like, stitch it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I was also a bit caught off guard by all the Metroidvania-type qualities of this game. Um, how, as you progress, you can unlock gear that's permanent, permanent to your gear, character yeah. even after you die. Mm-hmm. There's a grappling hook, there's a blade, there's additional slots for your for uh, consumable items which make the runs easier as you're looping endlessly. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of neat. Like, okay, I can go up there now. I can get it before. Yeah, Yeah. it makes things gradually easier for you. Right. Plus, if you you beat a boss, the boss stays dead unless you want to fight them again for just some extra shit. You can bypass them and go right to where you want to go. But the trade-off is you're underpowered, you have shitty weapons, you have crappy health, you're not going to last more. It's
0: long. more souls than it is true rogue, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's also a game where it, it finds me wondering or questioning how big of a coward I am because when I come across those parasites sometimes, like, hmm, do I want to have, like, more damage output but I'm going to have, like, a five second increase cooldown on my Dash mm. or like, yeah, um, I could increase my um protection, but I have to have a 20% increase on my fabrication cost, it's right? Like, fuck, do I want to do that to myself? Or like the malignant keys or items you find, like those are the, mm, those I, are
0: tough, yeah.
1: I could take this, it could hurt me, but it might be like well worth the reward. Yeah, but I'm a big old chicken
0: I got lucky bill in bill one I, there there were two <laughs> malignant things next to each other but it was like across from the fabrication thing where you could and one of the fabrication things was to an item that clears all of your malignancy oh, yeah. or whatever. so Bellifies like I got lucky I was able to like pick both of them up yeah. and then go and do the cleansing thing oh yeah if you get that it's like,
1: whew. I'm like yeah, I, I got on, on such a good run the other day I had um a perk that damage dealt increased your integrity mm-hmm. so yeah. i was like with the machine gun the carbine just like plugging away at a the boss they watch around was filling back up. i was like yeah, this is the run that that's the cheat the game. that's the cheat it wasn't the run that beat the game so it, it wasn't alert. there's I always something miserably
0: there's always something but
1: not long after that <laughs> no there's always something. but it. it's a it's a game that makes you when you're good at it it makes you feel like you're good at video games.
0: Right. It's got it's that bloodborne, twitch. It's got trigger,
1: that trigger finger. Like it's very like old school Nintendo. It's house smart. It all
0: you got to do it. Like, yeah, you just gotta it's housework. It. That's, that's them. the most impressive thing is how, how smart this game is. That's and like how- the glow up of the year. That's like the story right there. How we went
1: from Resogun to this, I can't get over it. I mean, I
0: it's like Resogun, except in in third person. Like that's what right. it is. They translated it's the person it into on the ship. Exactly.
1: Resogun came out, and now it's like exactly.
0: It's the story. It, I mean, they sh- they have patterns, um, bullet pattern. <laughs> it's a bullet hell. It, it's great. Uh, I, I love it so much. All right, let's yeah. get into the uh indie news update because this is a weird one. Um, yeah.
1: This speaking about Sony third person story driven yeah, games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 The biggest of them all, God of War, its creator, our good friend David Jaffe, <laughs> has uh, partnered with Movie Games yes. as a consultant and has joined their supervisory board. As per the press release released today, Movie Games, a developer and publisher from Poland, reached out to Mr. Jaffe on March 21st after the release of the esoteric erotic horror game. Lust from Beyond, which that's a stream. That's got to happen. At yeah, some
0: point you're you're right. going to be playing that soon. At some point. Lust from Beyond.
1: And I love this. He enjoyed the quality and the novelty of the game. It's a game about demons and tits. It's right. That's all it is. Which he, he knows something about. Right, right, right. A little bit. And he's like here with his like the most neckbeardiest man ever on this picture of him on the press release so i wonder what this means for david and for movie games like if they'll in some way fund a future project of his yeah they said that they want to for a story yeah Yeah,
0: he said that he said that or the the company movie games whatever said that they would like to Mm -hmm. um but i guess they're kind of saying that's up to david jaffe's Mm -hmm. that's the balls in in his court with that Mm -hmm. um it's just interesting to see such big names doing like weird things like this is not right. what you would expect like you would expect this like brand new studio or right. like or signing on with a mega thing or whatever but no he's like nah this polish studio that makes demon titty games right that's the one i want to be a part of
1: which by the way i have a contact at a uh, movie games oh good i got a i got a review key like a bajillion years ago for Less from beyond and i was like mm, thanks but maybe i'll get to it later uh-huh. um but maybe we'll have a date on the show at some
0: point to mm, maybe that's why he made this mm, move mm, maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right let's get into let's <laughs> slide right into the dual screens report because, because there are in. this is, what a weird news day like everything the, was happening it, I today feel
1: like we had an information overload of dump of stuff yeah uh that's as accurate whole this whole like epic V Apple thing yielded so much fun information. I, I,
0: I... So, some of these things that came out of this were were hilarious. Um Right. Did you did you see the Tim Cook uh response one? Oh no, I did uh, not see okay. this. Please, this. This this was so me. good. Hold on Tell a second. I want to find this one because somebody put it in in one of the chats I was in today. Oh my god. So I'm going to Okay, here we go. This is this might be my favorite one of the day. So it was an email from uh, Tim, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tim Sweeney to Tim Cook. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And he says, uh, y'all should think about separating iOS app store uh, curation from the compliance review uh, app distribution. Basically saying, if you get a third, a third party situation involved, you'll, it'll better curate your store, yada yada. So he writes four full paragraphs on like highly intelligent stuff. Compliance review would keep iOS free of malware while open distribution would combine the best aspects of the app store with the best aspects of open platform. It would be extremely positive for Apple to take this approach proactively before the topic is overly complicated by uh, opposing political, regulatory, moral, and competitive forces. Best regards, Tim Sweeney, Epic Games. Best regards. (laughs) And then, (laughs) wait, Tim Cook forwards this to people within his organization.
1: Tim Apple, yes. I'm familiar with
0: him. All right. Is this the guy that was at one of our rehearsals? <laughs> oh, my
1: God. It's so, so shady. Like, what is going on in this lawsuit?
0: The Shade Brigade is in effect. <laughs> like, asshats, just jerks. Um, so, all right, so let's talk s- about this. Speaking Let- of
1: asshats and jerks, yeah, please. I, you know, I think... When you go through all this information, there's a lot to unpack here. But when you look at how much Epic paid for example, the Borderlands three deal, I think it was like 145 million. And they made like 110 back in the first week
0: Something off that like deal. That.
1: So really smart investment on their part. And you know, this the billion they put into Epic Games exclusivity deals over the last year. Literally
0: a billion dollars. Yeah, so that's that that's uh, all fun through twenty nineteen.
1: Right. Um what I'm loving the most from this is this whole thing between them and Sony about cross crossplay. Yeah, it's weird.
0: It's um, another weird and one. And
1: what what strikes me as interesting is a quote from an email that they sent to Sony mm-hmm. which says, "I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want." And if I had gotten an email like this, I'd be like fuck you asshole you're not getting what you want until I get what I want and this whole thing really illustrates as people across the internet on twitter on reddit on whatever forum you subscribe to as they argue about their preferred piece of plastic here you have in plain black and white what it's all about the bottom line the dollar how do I make money how does it benefit me Right. That's all they care about. Be it a Sony, Microsoft, Epic, Nintendo, whatever PR shit you see that looks friendly and jokey, it's all for show. No one cares about you. They care about your dollar, and this This really points that out
0: very well. Yeah. So, your take on some of this stuff we saw, like when we when we used to have the conversation (laughs) of um you know optics for your fan base or or your customers or whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. mean the word optics because it's not reality it's what you see right what you see right.
1: it's perception
0: yes right. the perception is what we always credit mm-hmm. companies or discredit companies on when the crossplay thing was mm-hmm. happening you know we never denied that it would be bad that it that it wouldn't be a great thing for players Oh it's great. Increase right. the pool like we're it's great. Like,
1: shit. Why 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 can't the playground be bigger?
0: Right. But is the mindset to th- to try and fool yourself into thinking that Epic or anybody that's pushing like Activision or whoever is ever pushing for cross-platform play isn't doing it because it means more money for them? You're mm-hmm. sadly mistaken you are mm-hmm. you are lying to yourself it's always about money and that's okay you're they're businesses right. they're supposed right. to make money and this yeah, is how these things happen people right to make their games this is how these things happen like epic when they came out with the epic game store they clearly had huge 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 plans for it they spent a billion yeah. dollars that's with a b mm-hmm. on multiple partnerships to try and get that store up and running right um on top of actually making it function the way they promised it would. Um, so it's they, they invested a shit ton of research development and money, exclusivity and all that stuff. Um, they basically became a top player overnight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's not easy to do. Obviously, if you have that fuck you money like they do with Fortnite, they right. can do something like that. But it's not something you scoff at. One no. of the, the, the most interesting thing that came out of this was how um it how it looked like Sony didn't need to budge they felt like they didn't need to budge on this thing because they had they, all were, the power. they were they were the market leader right yeah um so and now it's also interesting when you fast forward to now they just announced their little partnership right right that's outside of just crossplay it's like a 3 I think it was a 300 million dollar partnership sure. or something like that right um which is just another reason why you can't just because they're they're that's this is negotiating, that's right. what this is like. Saying,
1: negotiation, right? Saying I I
0: can't see a, a, a way that Epic doesn't get what we want. I, like you're negotiating, it's you're like, putting yourself well, in a. Let's yeah.
1: see what it will take to get you what you want. Right? What are you offering?
0: Yeah, exactly. Is and that because the, you you have a lot to offer? Or is that because you think you're going to bully us? Because guess what, Hotshot, you're not.
1: Well, what they were offering was a lot of shit, apparently. Yes. So, a quick lot. bullet points here. They gave Sony all the data marketing that they asked for. They implemented Sony's eSports API into Unreal Engine 4 as an engine level feature. It was a cooperative announcement where Epic goes out of its way to make (laughs) Sony look like the heroes. I, I, I can't get over that. Epic branded its E3 presence with PlayStation. Supposedly, had Epic had its highest budget allocated for that E3. Right. Offer a unique character or something highly valuable for PS Plus to drive, PS Plus adoption. And Epic extends Sony's company-wide Unreal Engine 4 license, which would end in May of 2019. Epic claims their license has some of the best terms they ever offered for an Unreal 4 license. Plus with all of this, paid royalties to Sony, if in some way having crossplay would have a negative effect on their revenue stream. So right. essentially, if someone's playing on a PlayStation and then goes on iOS and buys something there, that could trigger a revenue option for Sony. Like, oh, oh I, want, I want a piece of that now
0: yeah it was it was it's insane they basically i mean from a business perspective they were like listen if we open this we're Mm -hmm. potentially losing money from customers because they because they have an option that they could play this wherever they want they could spend money that they normally would only be able to spend with us on other just look at apex legends for example right Mm -hmm. in apex legends um it you know you have your i have my epic account Mm -hmm. um you could you could have you could download it on steam Mm-hmm. Uh, not Epic. Is it Ep- Epic or is it EA? No, it's the EA yeah. one. It's the EA sure. uh, thing. So you could have it there. The EA you buy, yeah, I, I, they changed it to a new thing. EA. I don't or know. It's, I, I it's no, I, I played it. I I don't know, whatever. I did it for, it takes two. Um, it sure. used, it used <laughs> to be that, that shitty origin. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you have it and I'm like, Oh, I'm playing on PS5. Oh, I wish you would play on PC. Yeah, but I have to start over and all my stuff is on PS5 my PlayStation account. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was able to say, Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, all right, I'll abandon PlayStation and then go to PC. PlayStation looked at it like, well, wait a minute. Like that kind of sucks. Cause now we lost them as a customer, not because Mm -hmm. our service isn't great, but because he wants to play with his friends on PC. Right. Um, so, but if we make it, you know, so that we don't necessarily lose that customer, Mm-hmm. um it's a different you know it's a, a little bit of a different story now i don't to, we all we all knew that the first dom- after the first domino fell that in the cross play thing that we knew that it was inevitable it was going to happen across the board right um i think it's way different when you're talking about a free-to-play game versus a, play- a paid game like a call of duty mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. warzone but a call of duty um black like black ops for example uh Titan cold war game, yeah. mm-hmm. versus you know Fortnite. i think it's Fortnite obviously makes a just an, a ludicrous amount of money on the battle pass, right? Um, And the, those microtransactions, uh, the ten bucks for a skin because the skin because they do great. They the skins they do in that game are fantastic. People will, mm-hmm. get, will go, oh shit, they have a Deadpool skin. I I have to go back what? in. I have to play, and then they'll drop ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And and if they and they do that every three months, and mm-hmm. so like that revenue just keeps coming. But where does where does the buck stop by you letting? Of, of
1: the buck don't stop
0: ex- exactly when you let buck bucks don't stop steven how, how do you get how does the platform that's that's hosting that service make their money they get it based off on the transactions for the for that game mm-hmm. um they get a little they shave a little bit off the top and say ta-da here thank you here you go here's your cut." so i i think um I think it's a valid argument, but obviously in the end, it, it, and anything is negotiable, like anything, it, it offsets the cost if they take, a, you know, a few pennies here and there, if they have the data data to prove that this player is buying over here and buying o- with us, but he would only buy with us if he could only play on our thing. So, you know, whatever. Um, right. And then when you couple that with the fact
1: that PlayStation is the biggest revenue stream for Fortnite, it's like most of the profits on Fortnite come from PlayStation players. Right. Right. So that's why when you're approaching Sony for this crossplay, it's like we know how much we make for you on our platform with our closed right. community. So and we, we need some reassurances here yeah. before we can open this up to right. everyone else. Um just business. Makes yeah. total sense.
0: Business stuff. Um, I wish it wasn't I wish there was a different way that they could share these kinds of revenues with these games, mm-hmm. like making make it it a, a um completely shared market mm-hmm. where you know it's if you pay a dollar every mm-hmm. platform you get that you're that you're on gets 5 cents right so if you if your game is on PlayStation Xbox Switch iPhone and PC you know they spend a dollar and instead of giving Nintendo 30 cents on the dollar for their cut you give everybody 5 mm-hmm. cents on the dollar so everybody shares everything i think that would be a cool way of doing it i know companies probably won't agree because i'm sure the math doesn't make sense but if you're the leading platform and- it might not Sounds make sense. A little
1: communist to me, Steven. <laughs> it, it,
0: but they're still paying to get the game on the platform. That's the thing. They're still paying for certification. I'm, I'm they're I'm still getting, paying I'm for kidding. for that kind of thing. So it's it's just a it's just a weird situation. But let, <laughs> right. we're spending too much time on this. Let's move on to the next thing.
1: Oh, just something even more fun than this. Go ahead.
0: This oh. is really interesting. This oh, okay. this made
1: me laugh. This was a chuckle. This was funny for so many reasons. Take it
0: away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us Two. Gets high praise from Xbox's internal review team. Andy. Mm. That's right. Yes. Uh, oh apparently, Xbox's team were big fans. This is coming from uh, Games Radar. Huge. Um, big fans. The Last of Us mm. 2 earned huge praise from Xbox's internal review team. Documents leaked from the Apple vs. Epic Court uh, trail, trial. Sorry, trial. The gift that keeps on giving. The gift apparently. that keeps on giving. Uh, Microsoft internal review of The Last of Us Part 2. Um... Can I open this? Let me see if I can actually read this because I don't think I'm going to be able to. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, boy. Okay. Yes, you can. So here's an actual internal document. <laughs> yes, you can. Of a review. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... Yeah, There's a few gonna... choice quotes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to find them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just start with the intro. The Last of Us Part Two, like its predecessor, is a first and foremost a narrative adventure game. This is unlike Naughty Dog's other key franchise, Uncharted, where the narrative, while very well told, is there more to service the action-adventure ga- gameplay. Okay oh my god the game pushes the idea even further when the prede- predecessor by incorporating a number of extended walking simulator style chap narrative chapters these play <laughs> out much like the first game standalone expansion chapter left behind uh while they may not be what gamers are expecting they're exceptionally well done and really shows what other games specifically pure narrative adventure games should be aspiring to accomplish uh let's move on to another one here's uh, a,
1: here's one that stood out for me okay i can say it
0: We were frequently
1: stunned by the quality of the game's visuals, something that sadly seldom happens these days. Uh It's even more impressive considering that the game features two separate player characters with different groups of allies in different locations, along with flashback sequences taking place years before. And, you know, the ultimate thrust of this was that this was... Leaps and bounds ahead of anything they've seen on any console well, or PC.
0: Now listen, Andy, today. it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yes. Oh yeah. There was some, this is my favorite one shit? and yeah. absolutely hundred <laughs> percent accurate. That said, naughty Dog still can't seem to make a decent gun combat in any of their games. And this is, That's and this like one is no exception with these games. <laughs> the, and they're right. The gunplay always sucked in these games. Uh, it's just not good. Uncharted. No, it, it just sucks. Um, I don't know why. Just copy other people. Like, really, honestly. I just-
1: still think it's better than a Grand Theft Auto. Uh, <sighs> 2 gameplay. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they liked it. The gameplay, they, you know, they, they had some complaints about, which is what I had complaints about. I, I think that's, you know, valid complaints. But it's very funny to see that they have this at all. Like a, like a complete... Right. That looks like it would be in a magazine.
1: Now... Breaking news, Stephen.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, I'm news. not
1: sure. I'm not sure if you saw that. There was in these leaked emails, there was mm-hmm. a review that Sony did. Yeah, of I'm sure Microsoft, they all do this. Of a Microsoft game.
0: Okay, and which one was? And this? it
1: basically reads, "Do the opposite of this."
0: That's <laughs> all, all it says. <laughs> is that is that is that true? Is it that is that all? It make? may as well be true. It may as well be true. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> I'm curious to know if that's even. But in things.
1: a more serious though, I think. We've, we've always said this on the podcast and in private and on Discord many, many times, that when it comes down to what a physical machine can do, does not equal the quality of a product or a video game. You have ostensibly a game that's running on a weaker system than an Xbox series, I mean, or, or even a One X and is producing visuals that are leaps and bounds ahead of what they're doing with their own software. So it's, it really speaks to what Sony's internal teams can do with technology and fidelity yeah. and visuals. It
0: made me forget that I wasn't playing on a PlayStation Five. I actually honestly right. forgot that I didn't play that on PS Five.
1: And this is the timing is great because I just watched that Ratchet and Clank State of Play the other day. Yeah. And I can't believe a game
0: looks that beautiful.
1: Oh yeah, I that happened. The, the The line between a Pixar film and game are seriously blurred. When I'm we didn't
0: talk it. about that last week, did we? we that, didn't because that was because it happened. That was this week, it happened right? Yeah, two days before. Okay. after we had really our- quickly before we get into the last news story. Yeah, sh- oh my yeah, God, sure. that game yeah. looks unbelievable. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and as much as I you know know that I was gonna get this game, like there are some games that I'm like I could wait. Ratchet and Clank is usually one of them. Like, I can wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like something I'm dying to see the the story of or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, usually those really strong story games, I need to get day one because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want it spoiled for me and all that stuff. This is a game that I do not want to be left behind when other people are mm-hmm. experiencing that joy. That game looks absolutely incredible from a technical standpoint, but looks... So fun! Oh my god, um, if this game—if this game was a fucking Stadia exclusive, I would be buying Stadia tomorrow. I think
1: when I saw that topiary gun in action, I lost my shit. Which one was that? It made, enemies into topiaries. I
0: don't like know. Covered them
1: with grass and shit.
0: Oh, I, I don't. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> topiary. I'm like, why do I know that word? I can't. It was guess. like, yeah, you know, it's like Shrubbery. garden,
1: garden sculptures.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, you, the I mean, creativity that's coming out shears. of out of Insomniac is just <laughs> this is it's, Shears, in case you were wondering. <laughs> yes, the Shears. Um, the creativity is uh, is wild, and mm-hmm. not only are you going, r- you know, rifting between these worlds seamlessly, but like mm-hmm. they, there's like sort of a world grappling hook. Yeah, so you like, can get you over can go vast a distances. Different part of the map. You yeah, to, like it's like a teleport, enemies. but it happens all in real time. It's yeah. It's nuts. Um, I'm super excited for that. I want to play it just because I want to play it. I want to have that joy. I want to play it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what they do. I loved the last one. I thought the last one was gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be a technical showpiece, I think, for the system. Um, and I'm and I'm super yeah, excited for it.
1: And it's just, again, after playing Returnal, it's like, can games look better than this?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, they can. You know, and the thing that Returnal yes, really does, can. Returnal keeps everything small. It keeps mm-hmm. all, everything that you're seeing is very controlled. Um, you don't; it's not creating this vast, seamless world. This big city. There's mm-hmm. rooms like you're going through, and like it, it has ways that it can load that. But so it packs a ridiculous amount of particle effects in this one area. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank does both. I don't know how they do it, but they're doing it. Well, they have, I think, a much larger budget. They have Spider Man money.
1: And they got that too. True. They got that too. All right. Speaking of geniuses, or geniuses who no longer work for companies, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Witcher 3 director leaves CD Projekt Red following workplace bullying claims. Oh, no. So, Conrad, I'm going to butcher your last name. Hamas the director of Witcher 3
0: the director of Witcher 3 which is one of my favorite games of all time has
1: resigned yes he's gone CD Projekt Red yeah wonder why so as reported by Bloomberg there is a months-long investigation into accusations of mobbing a Polish term for office bullying against senior Conrad uh The commission that was formed to investigate these allegations found him not guilty, but he still decided to leave the company as there was clear discomfort between him and other members of the studio. He says, nonetheless, a lot of people are feeling fear, stress, or discomfort when working with me, he wrote. He apologized to staff for all the bad blood I have caused. Now, I don't know about you, Stephen but if I was not guilty of office or workplace bullying I don't think my fellow co-workers would feel fear stress (laughs) or discomfort they'd be like what? he's the nicest guy Andy this is all horse shit I don't know what you're talking about yet nonetheless this man is found not guilty but there's still an air of manure that is just in his atmosphere, apparently. yeah. I
0: mean, it could it could be it could be as simple as like, well, just think of it this way: hmm. if your neighbor is mm-hmm. taken away from their house in cuffs mm-hmm. and arrested, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What the fuck did he do?" I don't know. He was the what nicest he do? man. He was, he was, was so nice. It. Like, I don't understand. He always and brought then, me in the mail. And then months later, he returns. Mm-hmm. and he walk. he's got the same clothes on because he was in prison or whatever and he walks sure. in <laughs> are you fucking inviting him over for dinner are you going over there are you are you like shit i better google and figure out what the hell this guy did
1: it's like, and hey. figure
0: something out and then you <laughs> google and it's like oh okay he was How's he your... was accused of squeezing some tatas on What's your butthole doing? on the train or whatever mm-hmm. and found not guilty He was he was at trial and he was found not guilty, but he couldn't afford bail. So he had to to stay in prison Mm -hmm. like you're going to be uncomfortable around him no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just the mindset that we have. It's like you're always guilty until proven innocent these days in this in Mm -hmm. this world. Um, Now, I wanted to segue this into a personal question. That's fine. Yes, please do. If you've yeah, because why the fuck not?
1: Have you ever experienced or witnessed any sort of workplace bullying in
0: your both lifetime? Yes. Oh, you've been a victim of, and you've been a bully. Yes. No, no, no. I've been a victim and a witness. (laughs) Okay. I've never been accused of. No. Mm. No. Yeah. Um. When I when I was uh you know in a in a management position somewhere, the person that was the manager of the managers was extremely abusive. Um, like overtly so, uh, mm-hmm. to the point where multiple people, I'm not going to say whether I was one of them, but multiple people in that workplace, uh, wrote letters and signed their own names to it mm-hmm. to alert the people in power to the, uh, to the transgressions and uh, which apparently had been going logged. Logged. Um, but not formally in writing. They have been spoken about for years, but never put in writing. But when everyone, most people, a lot of people, put that in writing, it was uh, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely have. Um, I I still see it to the, like you still see stuff stuff like that today. It, it's it's mm-hmm. different now because sarcastically the people the bullies will say something like oh you can't say that anymore oh, oh, you, oh I, no no, i can't i'm not gonna say you know like they they do that thing i so would like,
1: use this word if i only i know on you're you. the
0: asshole <laughs> like you're you're basically saying i'm an asshole look at me i'm an asshole you know if
1: times with different I'd call you you know what
0: yeah or, or like but
1: your as will just call me the thing because you're it's in there
0: yeah anyway ball, but yes ball, i i police on you I've definitely um, witnessed it. I have been a victim of it before, mm-hmm. um, in a couple of different places that I worked. Um, most mm-hmm. of the time, it's it's harmless. It's not like s- true psychological like bullying, but it's like taking advantage of, like to the mm-hmm. point where you're like, okay, you right. know. But in in that one sense that I was, uh, the one that I just had gone into detail with, or mm-hmm. whatever details, um, that was huge. It was really bad, um, mm-hmm. degrading, demeaning. Uh, abusive, uh mm-hmm. just horrible. Uh, intimidation, uh some extortion. Um extortion. Holy oh yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Um you know saying, oh you you you're you could move up in the ranks. I could this I is, could I can I hold everything in the palm of my hands. You know how much influence I have? Like not at all. Okay, now do eighteen hours tomorrow. Like that kind of thing. The um, antennas tie to the mob at this point. Well my mom's family was. Right. (laughs) They they used to break fingers for money.
1: So, (laughs) I've witnessed it, but in a very weird dynamic where the lower level employee is bullying his manager. I've seen that before. Because they feel like, oh, I can just get you fired, so you better do as I say. And I once saw now one of my closest friends, my ex boss at Google he was bullied by a member of on our team for like at least two years Hmm. because he was a very inadequate employee. He was the kind of guy that would come in the morning with a box of Dunkin Donuts for the team and be all like smiles and rainbows, but would do no real work, but he was a nice guy. So we can't fire him. He's so nice. Right. But he was a legit asshole who would be like in the meeting with, with our boss this is being recorded. What you say to me, and he would curse at him to no end, <laughs> and it was just the weirdest power move I saw in my entire that's, life. That's
0: bizarre. Like they must have known. Yeah. They must have like knew somebody, right? Above. And the argument is, yeah.
1: well, you're the manager. Manage him, like
0: right?
1: It's a reflection on you if he's being a dick, right? If you can't do the job properly, like what? Are, it's your failing if you can't fix it. Sure, and eventually my boss was fired. Mm. It was the, it was the wildest shit I'd ever seen in my entire life. But I digress. So
0: please digress. It,
1: interesting story, nonetheless. Another weird hit for. Can
0: I can I ask a CD question PR. to the room real quick? Oh sure, room. How quickly? Got a question. And mm-hmm. I said this in our little chat when this happened. Mm-hmm. How quickly mm-hmm. did CD Projekt Red specifically <laughs> go from industry darling to Mm. dumpster fire Mm -hmm. like this is worse than dumpster fire this is that suez canal ship that was stuck for three weeks Mm -hmm. but on fire Mm -hmm. and and leaking shitty sewage into the suez canal like that that's what this has been it's like (laughs) here comes this beautiful ship with all of this cargo Uh uh-oh we're drifting Uh uh-oh uh-oh fire. Shit in the ocean. Everything's gone. What are we doing? Hey, look over here. We're killing babies. Babies, you say? Yes. Baby feels. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) We're taking babies running ankles. (laughs) Look over here on our left wing and you'll see us removing the heads of kittens. (laughs) Like, what, like, how do you go from literally being loved so much for doing such great stuff, to then, uh, uh, fucking cyberpunk, but it wasn't even cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was like the the top. It was like the apex of it. It was like. Here's some shitty stuff happening with, like, the bosses. Oh, that's it shitty. It was, like, a slow... Here's the delays, and, and like oh, here's ass. asking people to do fucking overtime. Here's, oh, and oh, it's like, oh, fuck, the game doesn't work. Here's, like, delay one, delay <laughs> two, delay five, delay yeah, ten. Yeah, oh, but here it's out, and it doesn't fucking work on the consoles you we know? promised. And, oh, here's the avalanche the of really, shit below.
1: Truly can't wait to see with CDPR in the future. So the game sold like 30 million copies. Already, oh yeah, it, it did fine. It did great. It it did fine and made money. But I'm wondering what's the follow-up game will
0: look like for them. It'll be in terms it, of it'll, it'll be Cyberpunk the the next gen release. Right. That's what it'll be. <laughs> it'll be Cyberpunk repainted or re, whatever they're going to call it. Redux. Reduce. It's, so it's I reduce, mean, it's re-shit. Yeah. What's going to
1: be? Re It's a reduce.
0: Like they Cyberpunk could be the last game they ever make. No, but most
1: fun. people aren't gonna bother with the refund, I imagine. And people thought, well, look at that, 13 million copies sold, like what 20k refunded, it's barely made a dent, like all that noise for nothing. I don't know about that. I wanna wait because mm-hmm. listen, I'm going by my horror, my horror movie mind logic. Nightmare in Numb Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Part three. Mm-hmm. One of the best films in the franchise, hands down, Dream Warriors. Part four comes out, I want to say less than a year later.
0: Mm-hmm. That was one they not sure the really rushed place, that one.
1: But it was rushed. Happened during the writer's strike,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of all things. Mm-hmm. And that script, you can tell, it had some problems.
0: The first writer's strike, right?
1: But it was also the highest grossing movie in the franchise at the time because part three did so well. Then part four came out gangbusters. But when they saw it, it was like, this is not as good as part three. This is like not good at all. And then part five comes out huge dip in in box office results because that sour taste of four was still in their mouths. So I'm wondering Witcher three comes out. Everyone loves it. Cyberpunk comes out. Everyone buys it. Now they're sour. Yeah what's going to happen the tru-
0: the, the trust has been broken at this point exactly they they're, they're going to have to scale back their their um vision for whatever's mm-hmm. next in the pipeline and just make something really really good
1: did you catch that thing about that one guy that was crying on twitch from no. TDPR about no. like games are hard to make guys yeah no don't, no, don't no shit or,
0: they are but don't
1: overpromise shit. Yeah.
0: yeah I don't understand now we're going to be the victim it don't too? it's not even it's not even overpromising <laughs> what do you want it's, from us? it's <laughs> You you made you set out to make a like an Xbox one and PS4 game and you right. didn't because the right. game didn't work <laughs> like we're not saying you over We're not saying your scope was too big. We're, we're saying, well, it was sure. Or maybe that is what we're Which saying.
1: It affected the, the optimization. The right. The what, we're, for- what
0: we're saying is like, don't tell us that for eight years that something's coming for a certain platform and then it not work like that's it. It would have been much better if you said, hey, we had plans for that. We wanted Mm -hmm. to do current gen, but our scope grew so big, we just can't do it. Mm -hmm. So if you pre-ordered, you can honor your pre-order and get it for the next gen system whenever you get your hands on one. Um, You could transfer that to a PC version or you could cancel it. And I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Granted, that's because I had a PS5 Mm -hmm. and I have a PC that could run it on decent settings. You know, Mm I could run a 1080 at 60 frames, no problem. Uh, with ray tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody would be in that in that booth. But I think that would have been much better for them to do. And that's what people yeah. were pissed off about. They just made something that millions and millions of people were looking forward to and bought in advance and then couldn't play. Yeah, that's it. It's it's really not it. We're not. This isn't people over, over reacting to something. This was no. a huge situation that was really shitty. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, And hopefully lessons learned and they figure it out. Um, did I do a Facebook question of the week? I think I did. I don't know. But before you do that, I have a story I want to touch on really quick. No, I didn't. Fuck. All right.
1: <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. This is like last news bit of the day plus hype zone. Okay. Oh, I like it. Sense. Yeah. It's so it's like it's it's a joke of itself. It reads like the whole Why thing is a joke. news. Got it. Okay. Stadia product executive has left Google after criticizing team for over features. Oh. Stadia's product head, John Justice, has left Google, according to reports. Uh, yeah, he's on the door with Kate Winslet floating in the ocean <laughs> as the Titanic that is
0: Stadia is sticking behind. I him. <laughs> can't believe how, like, that, speaking of fantastic meltdowns, like, that's got to be one of the quickest hold on it like (laughs) that was a meteor that crashed and wiped out the dinosaurs like that was just fucking horrible it's funny when we talk about
1: games in the pandemic everyone was like well of course games did well because it was like a pandemic and everyone's trapped in their houses and they bought a bunch of games Mm -hmm. no one cared about stadia (laughs) no one no one bought into this system at all in the last year and a half
0: because it was broken so nothing is, uh, I guess, idiot proof, I guess. All right. I checked our mailbag. We got nothing in there. Was anything in our email box? Let's check a quick scan. Scan, 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 scan.
1: Uh, No, I could okay. read some YouTube comments, though. Okay. Yeah. Let's, the time. <laughs> yeah. Let's.
0: Well, you we don't have to. We don't have to waste time. But yeah, let's hit up some, some YouTube comments. There was actually a couple or uh, one really, really, oh. really good one that I would like for you to read.
1: Oh, yes. Which one was that?
0: Uh, There's the one that you okay. put in our discord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was a good one. That was a good one. I believe one that was indeed. on the Dual Screens podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was from Typical American Trash. Who has since followed me on Reddit. Yes. So oh, thanks this is for a the Reddit follow. comment. Yes. Thanks for the follow, guy. Um, typical American Trash says, First time viewing Dual Screens. Haven't heard of him up until now. Andy and Steve did an awesome job, quote, keeping it real and, and such a sweetheart. Part of me feels really bad for sucking at the game and getting her killed repeatedly. At least she comes back. Well done, Andy, Steve, and Anne. Looking forward to seeing more of your podcasts. Mm -hmm. That is why we do this, ladies and gentlemen. Mm
1: -hmm. And And that is why it is...
0: Oh, I just want to say that specific comment is the reason Mm -hmm. why it is so upsetting when people don't give us a chance. Right. Because I do believe every word he says... And, mm-hmm. uh, and I appreciate everyone here that listens to us and is watching us live right now. Go ahead, Andy. Say, mm-hmm. say the next one. And
1: just to echo those sentiments from Big Gam Boss on YouTube says, again, on that Returnal interview, this was the first interview of yours I watched. I like it. A lot more professional in its setup than some bigger podcasts that I follow. I mean, okay. Okay. Read, like- read, read that.
0: Read that <laughs> wait, say that again. We
1: have, we have like an okay setup. This was the first interview of yours I watched. I like it a lot more professional in its setup than some of the bigger podcasts that I follow. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought that's what you said. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we
1: have a we have a decent setup. You know, we we, we are to,
0: held together by duct tape and somewhat
1: woke. decent microphones, and we're just doing. Well, I mean, the zoomy zoom and you hit record, and you know, we're getting better. We don't, we don't do, see, our thing is, yeah, we're getting so good. It's only been four years. Yeah. Um, I think our big thing is like, we don't have like any real agenda going into an interview uh-huh. or questions for that matter or research. I think I, I agonize more over the rapid fire and the lead off question more than the actual interview itself, which says a lot about how we conduct our
0: interviews. Yeah. <laughs> we're setting the industry standard there andy
1: and just so everyone knows that we're getting up at 5 30 in the morning tomorrow mm-hmm. to interview the voice of celine on Returnal, right. which is going to be guys we're doing we did the face now we're doing the voice and then we're doing face and voice combined that's right it's going to be an amazing amazing episode super excited so so dope.
0: Um, there's breaking news out of the. Uh, oh God! Breaking news. The Epic Games trial. <laughs> um, there a a letter has been unearthed from Tim Sweeney of Epic Games, apologizing profusely to Eds guillemont of Ubisoft. Uh, the letter reads, "I'm writing to apologize for the shortcomings in our Epic Games Store implementation of our UPlay integration." In the past 48 hours, the rate of fraudulent transactions on Division 2 surpassed 70% and was approaching 90%. <laughs> Sophisticated hackers were creating epic accounts, buying Ubisoft games with stolen credit cards, and then selling the linked Uplay accounts faster than we could. We were disabling linked Uplay play purchases for fraud. Fraud rates in other epic game stores titles are under 2%, and Fortnite is under 1%. So 70% fraud was an extraordinary situation. To stop the fraud... We disabled purchasing of Ubisoft games. We will make our so this is why they stopped selling Ubisoft games. If you remember mm. that a couple of years ago, this was in 2019. Oh, yeah.
1: I recall. I recall.
0: We will make our best efforts to restore services quickly as we can. This depends on a real-time system for disabling, uh, uh, yeah, disabling refunded and fraudulent purchases on UPlay and anti-fraud imp- improvements in Epic Services. This work will likely take at least two weeks to complete. The fault in this situation is entirely Epic's, and all of the minim- minimum revenue guarantees remain in place to ensure our performance. I'm sorry for the trouble, Tim Sweeney, Epic Games. Two things: one, holy shit; two, one thing two, But you go, yeah, yeah. Holy right, shit. Number two, two. Um, shouldn't this be a phone call?
1: It sounds like, at the very least, a phone call. Maybe this it's is just, just like a way to get it in writing. Sh- you might as well just text the guy if you're just going to email it. <laughs> Dearest Eves Gilmont, Oh, Eves. You know, at what point does this data dump reveal the location of Jimmy Hoffa's body? That's what I'm wondering.
0: I want to know. There is some There's of the shit so coming out of this that is so irrelevant to, like, anything. Um, Stay tuned, folks, because we might be talking about this for, like, a month. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, yeah. that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Actually, wait, hold on. Let's kick it to Chad. Does Chad have anything they want to say tonight? We'll get over in there. Uh, background doggo. Okay, yeah. You got a background doggo over there, Andy? Is there a doggo in oh, there? Did he come in the background? Or is it cats? Was, it could like have been ex- kitties. I have a cat on my he couch back there. He was extra feisty today. There's an Olivia Kujo on that couch. Kujo
1: was, I don't know what was up his craw tonight, but he was howling at the moon.
0: Probably because his balls need to ejaculate. going crazy. Because you haven't cut them off yet. He's looking to ejaculate his balls. Likely. Likely. He's becoming likely a man, Andy. Little He's becoming a man. Mm-hmm. You need to either get him get 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 it get his rocks off by giving him a girl, a lady or a bitch, as they Red say rocket. in the dictionary.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, in the dictionary. <laughs> um, that's where we have to do. It. Um, Miss Radstuff says I feel like that was a situation where he just didn't want to want to argue or nego- or negotiate, so he sent an email. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. right. All right, let's scroll up. Miss Envy had a uh, question here. Facebook question of the chat: Does Steven oh, need more sleep? Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I'm and I'm, go- yes. I'm, I'm and I'm purposefully not putting this episode up tonight because I'm going yeah. right to sleep because we have to go to bed. And I will do it tomorrow. <laughs> even
1: set like eighty alarms. Because... And not
0: that one. Okay, there's another question. Hold on. Hold on. I'm scrolling up. I I mean I don't uh, big fan, big follows. I don't see it, miss. I'm just here. Question: How and when did you two meet? That's an interesting story. Oh yeah. You want to know our first face to face meeting
1: or our first like email exchange? So, our first face to face is kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I was like, Who it, they're, are you? yeah, I they've kind of they <laughs> go hand in hand. So, here's what happened. Uh, I used to bowl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and one day I think I was reading Game Informer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and another kid on another team came up to me and started talking to me about games so I started talking about games we started and he said oh I write for this website I was like cool he's like yeah check it out so I did they had a podcast I listened it was bad um but I listened every episode every episode there was like five yeah there were only like five of them (laughs) they were long too if I remember correctly it was weird it was weird how you had to like listen to them you had to listen to them like on the website but yeah, because um, they
1: weren't really hosted anywhere, but the website,
0: right? <laughs> so some weeks go by mm-hmm. and said person at the bowling alley says, do you want to write for mm-hmm. website? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So, I'll, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a try. Sure. Uh, I believe at the time I was, pro- I think I was in school for journalism and mass mm-hmm. communication for no money. Sure. I'll take that bet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll work yeah. on my craft. Am I uh, out there? Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief was Andy Asimakis mm-hmm. over there. Yes, he was. Gamesabyss.com. Mm-hmm. I did a few reviews. I, mm-hmm. I think I did maybe one opinion piece. I don't know. I there did. You did a couple. I
1: recall one that you did was like the top 10 characters for like... Um,
0: that Sony Battle All All Stars game—that yeah. was
1: one thing you did.
0: Yeah, that was a fun one. That got that one. got some clicks. Um, yeah, got the got the one some... I remember the most was the That's um, the was the uh, Marvel uh, universe the 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 online one. What that was it called when it first came out? Oh yeah, that that um, freaking one. Uh huh. Mar- yeah, I don't know, I, whatever. they It became, it became like a mega- whatever. Whatever Anyway, call. I reviewed that and I was like, I was in love with that game. It was basically Diablo right. with superheroes and I fucking loved it. Anyway, that right. was like one of my best reviews I ever wrote at that time. Right. Marvel Heroes, that's what Marvel it was. Heroes, yeah. So, I wrote a review for that, I remember that. Anyway, yeah. um, then, <laughs> wait, wait, oh, then I had an idea on a redesign Of Mm. the website, right? Because it looked like ass. It was a horrible website, and I didn't own it. I just
1: right didn't just was like the editor in chief guy. Yeah, you were you were you were the person that was because of
0: seniority. Right, the only reason why I was deemed that title. Right. (laughs) So he's so Andy said, "Why don't we meet up? We'll have Mm. dinner." Yeah, and you can pitch on a date. You could pitch me this idea, and I was like, "All right," and I can meet you finally, and we can meet finally. And this was like. (laughs) Probably at least 60 pounds s- ago. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but it was like six or seven months after I started writing, I want to say. It was right, like right, it was right. some months later. Right, right. Um, so we met for dinner. I pitched in my idea, which I still think was great. Wait, you're missing
1: it was yeah, but you're missing the best okay, part. Go
0: ahead. Is you asked
1: me to meet you at this I vegetarian. I was restaurant. hoping you weren't gonna bring that up. I have to mention it. It's like the why? one thing that always stuck in my brain. I was a vegetarian
0: was like, at the time, you guys. I was why? a vegetarian for six oh! years.
1: I don't know any of these in my life. This yeah. is neat. <laughs> now, I know I trust them a little bit less.
0: Right. So we and then at a vegetarian place.
1: Love affair began. And I I think I I think I paid for dinner because I'm a nice guy.
0: Probably. Yeah. Um, I, did,
1: I did ask you out. That's what you did. I do. If you I did. ask out, it's my treat.
0: Right. That's so that's how we met in person. And that's how we started. <laughs> but then the game's a bit shut down. Years went by. And oh, there was a lot of innuendo and like
1: inappropriate sex talk, of course, and flirting all on my end. Right. <laughs> which Stephen was like oddly like receptive to. Of course. I was like, is he or isn't he? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is he? Uh, uh, he's engaged. No, I, I wasn't engaged way. yet. Um, no. Yes, you were not engaged. I was not engaged. Not. Three years later, I was, which is way longer than it took for us to start working together again. Um, right. Years go right. by. I start writing for there was the, the long silence happened, right? The long silence. Well, the, the website died and we were still Facebook friends, right. but we just never right. spoke. Um, yeah. And then right. years. So years go by and I start writing for Proven Gamer yeah. and Proven Gamer. I was on one of their podcasts and they're like, hey, you know, you're, you're you can do this like you're pretty good at it. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And then they were like, do you have an idea? And I said, no, but I have somebody that I want to work with because Andy and I, like maybe a month before that just started randomly talking again on Facebook, just yeah. about all these mm-hmm. ideas, like the industry, what it's like, you know, all these things that we can do. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, maybe we could parlay this into something. So Proving Gamer already mm-hmm. had a uh, PlayStation podcast um, and they already at the time had a general like they had a gaming podcast. Uh, I think it was called the Loot Brothers or uh, Remember the Loot. I think it was called the Remember yeah, the Loot. Something along those that's lines. That's what it was yeah. called. Remember mm-hmm. the Loot. They're the Loot Brothers now or the Loot Bros or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, well, the Switch is coming out. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So we started with that, and that's where Nintendo. It, it was. It was originally called Nintendo Dual Screens. That was mm-hmm. the podcast on Proving Gamer.
1: Then there was uh, some of the names we had. They didn't like tricky pitch, like switching it up or something. Switching crap
0: like it that. up was yeah one of the ones that he he that pitched. Was... Like, um, this is why you're not this is why we don't work together anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um so Nintendo Dual Screens was the podcast uh we switched to an a interviewing format at about episode 40 or 41 or something around there and uh it was interviews mixed with news like the the person that that was a guest would also talk about the news with us for for um for Nintendo like tw- like 20 minutes or so was like yeah, half and half. It was, half it was like a half game half, and half yeah.
1: about other shit. Yeah. And um, then the retro game club was always, yeah, some fun shit. Yeah,
0: and then we realized that we were doing a lot more than what Proven Gamer was offering us. Um, we were bringing in a lot of, a lot of these guests, a lot of these opportunities, and all this stuff. And so we decided to go on our own, and we mm-hmm. dropped the Nintendo because we wanted to be able to interview more people. Mm-hmm. and uh so we made our website and we covered two packs,es three packs,es since mm-hmm. then um i think the website is about three years old now maybe i think we're going on four now um mm-hmm. this springs packs is going to be our third together mm-hmm. the the first packs 2018 we didn't do together you did alone mm-hmm. but that was so, our yeah. but that was our first packs as a, as as dual screens right
1: because you were still under a proven gamer at that right. point right when i went solo and then the following year we were already
0: our own thing right just right. being total bad um, so interviews a day andy and i have only <laughs> really been in person like a handful of times it was it's,
1: you can count them on one hand i
0: feel i think you can well I, aside from I us just I, meeting I, up and exchanging things at, at right. work and stuff yeah it's basically I don't count those yeah i don't count those either like, like we have
1: been to your house twice
0: um, we Twice did like here? yeah, I guess
1: yeah. So. One was for that pizza night, and we played a lot of games. and We streamed that night. We played yes. Hidora. Yes, yes. I think we also played like Monster Hunter as well one time. Mm-hmm. And then the other time was I think was Jack's birthday. Right. Yes, yeah, she came to my kid's birthday. Right. In the, the backyard. Barbecue. Yeah, it was really sweet.
0: Um. We live uh, a couple of boroughs away, so it's always like a you know a hassle. But the, mm-hmm. Manhattan's the middle point, so we like we like to meet up a lot of times. Yeah. Like, and we
1: we work nearby too. Right. It's like a ten minute walk, if that. Right, or less than that.
0: Um, but, but yeah. to put a cherry on this, um, Boop. Pax is usually when we catch up and mm-hmm. hang out for like five days. Right, (laughs) and and it's great because I think and you squeeze a lot of hangout time. Yes, and I think that's the key to a healthy relationship: Mm -hmm. is get away from each other. Right, don't be in each other's face. Talk every day. Mm -hmm. You know, touch base. Andy and I always touch base. I don't think there's. I think there was very rarely, but there was that Mm -hmm. one time where you and I started to drift a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it was, I don't, was it last summer? I mean, it was pandemic stuff. You know,
1: it was just like it's like yeah. A little bit like other things going on. You had your work issues happening. A very stressful time for you at the
0: household. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I'm not in it right now. So we're going to, I'm I'm putting this on autopilot. Right. But then we started to, you know, catch up again and it was fine. But that's our story. Thank you for listening. And that that is going to bring us to the end of the show. (laughs) Good filibuster. I liked it. It's if tough. you want to follow it's us tough. on social media, we are at dual underscore screens. I am at mm-hmm. batch 27. Andy is at pants guy and Taylor, who's not here, is at its purger. You can follow him if you like. He uh, he's going to be back at some point. It's just for the foreseeable future. He needs time um to re rework it's his going personal to life it's gonna be
1: the best welcome back party ever it will be grace we're not gonna do anything
0: you could join our facebook group by face <laughs> exactly. by <go> like <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash ds podcasts and again follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash dual screen streams or on youtube give us a subscription and a thumbs up youtube.com slash dual screens tv thank you very much everybody for watching thank you everybody for listening and thank you andy for being here well, thank you, Stephen, for being amazing as always. Indeed, I am amazing, aren't I? Yes, you are. And as always, please be excellent.